Everything can link together, and why the fuck are we watching Highlander? There Highlander can be only one. Highlander 3 at that. The shit one. And I'll have some Wimbledon tennis while we do the podcast. In there this... was a long period of time where I didn't know there were multiple Highlander media pieces. Yeah. Well, Highlander is a game, or no, it's not a game. It's a no, Highlander TV show. A movie, uh, a movie. movie series initially. Yeah, about a group of immortals who had to fight to the death um, to get rid of each other because there could only be one. And That was the tagline of the movie. They yeah. were all like, there can be only one. And that's what they said every time they killed another one of themselves. They was like, there can be only one. Yeah, you know, even and though 2,000 years later there were still plenty of the fuckers. And your reward for defeating all the other immortals and being the only one left is you lose all your powers and become mortal. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a weird ending, honestly. Um, yeah, it's a bit actually. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Kill your fellow man so that you could die. Perfect. Still, how do you kill the immortals in the first place? Decapitate well, them. They have. Uh, they're immortal in the sense that they don't age and don't die from old age or disease or anything like that. Right, but they can but be killed. Still, you can. Yeah. You can kill each other. Hmm. Yeah, and gen- generally it was big claymore sword to neckline. Cool. Awesome. So, I mean, decapitation um, works on a lot of things, really. Yeah, yeah, but, um... I mean, enough about, like, cheesy 80s slash 90s movies, I guess, because, uh, I think it's usually the point where Duncan would say to me, this is not a, uh, a movie-watching podcast, this is the, uh, video game podcast. Sure is. So, let, let's talk about the new movie Mortal Kombat. I mean... Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, really, we could... I mean, really, we could make this podcast about anything. We don't need to pigeonhole ourselves into a corner. No, it's the immaterial. Not true. I mean, I mean, I guess it's the immaterial gamers, but I still think immaterial productions works better. Oh God, bringing that back brand. to the uh, bringing that back to the non-double digit podcasts. I like it. So yeah, this is the immaterial gamers podcast. Hello. For now. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yep. My name's Ryan, and this is episode number fifty. We've made it to fifty. Yeah, that means I've got only one more episode to do the freaking... Vampire? Vampire! Oh, oh you've remembered! Ah, god damn it! We, we were all convinced <laughs> that you had forgotten. Yep. But, uh... Oh. Okay, so... that, that means the whole week I have to be at home. Damn it! <laughs> hey, you, you brought it on yourself, my friend. You made the challenge. I just went and said, okay, I'll hold you to it. Did we, oh, so, did we say 51 or 54? F- 52. 52. Actually, to be fair, you've got, okay, you've got, I've got two, two weeks. weeks. It's like, you've got two, one year plus two weeks. <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Sounds uh, like a D&D game we played at one point. It was like, you've got a year and four days. <laughs> What's the four only days? Because- a trial run? The only reason we give you extra four days is because we wanted to have a number 369, because 369 is cool mathematically. Also, 69. It's funny. Yes, it is. So. <laughs> oh my god, 369 days might be the perfect interval of time. Yep. I think, oh, there we go. And, you know, considering we had the, the story, well, you know, we've got myself, Ryan, we've got Darius, and we've got Duncan. Hello. We get those uh, the D introductions. Force. Yeah, the Eastern European vampire and our Canadian friend. From across uh, the pond. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, no, we, we were just talking about while Darius was trying to actually get the news read for this week's podcast, he noticed a slight problem with his um, well, with his computer setup. For a while, Eurogamer had correctly recognised that he had an ad blocker installed. It proceeded to then bring up something in the bottom corner, which could only be described as an advert for a porn game. Yeah. Yeah, like the kind of stuff that you would see on actual Pornhub, you know. It's yeah. like, okay, why is this here? Yeah. I have no now, idea. Now, now, yeah, now take into account that he had an ad blocker, and that was the ad that leaked through. Not that I'm intimately familiar with what kind of ads are displayed on Pornhub. I just... I don't I, I just talk about it naturally, because it seems to be a natural thing these days. I just put, that, put my computer on full scan right now, so let's see what... Yeah. Maybe yeah, that so will find a... something... Yes, I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes, but, uh... Because yeah, it's kind I mean, of weird, because, well, I've been sitting on the front of my PC for at least five minutes, more close to the ten. Mm. You know, browsing, etc., etc., and then I go back to Discord, click on the news. That when the game... What was the site called? Eurogamer. Eurogamer. Yeah, I pr- press that link to the Eurogamer. There's that blocker, fine. But then in the corner, that shows up, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have expected it, certainly, but I guess it would mean that maybe maybe porn needs to be done more to the mobile generation rather than... Well, I know that know. a lot of uh, marketing companies use, uh, you know, targeted advertising where, you know, they, they take, they collect information secretly based on your recent searches and such. And Yeah, that, would be, kind of that. That's, that mean, would be kind of weird because all those websites I'm browsing in, like, incognito mode. Hmm. But you've got to also take into account something like Facebook, where its app uses your phone's microphone. Why would it need <laughs> to use your phone's microphone? Yeah, because uh, I'm talking to strangers about porn. Oh, no, it's more, more the fact that, I mean, like, there's this story I keep pulling up at work where um, we were talking about trying to get license, or the, the work we're trying to talk about getting licenses for Office 365. And, you know, work was saying, well, it's, it's tough to get him. There's only so many licenses that we can actually pick up. So when it then turns around, I'm, I, like, I'm on my phone later, and there's an advert targeted for me for how to rat out your business for illegal licensed software. <laughs> you know, it kind of, you kind of put two and two together and you wonder what the hell's going on. So... You know that that comes up, so it could be quite clear that it's basically it's um, well as I say, it's listened to your extracurricular activities and decided, well, it seems that like you might be interested. God, imagine if the the paperclip from Microsoft is still around. Need is is fucking. I see you're trying to rat out your boss for using illegal software. Do you like some help with that? Yeah. <laughs> it seems that you're watching a lot of porn. Do you want to experience a video game based on it? Yes. <laughs> I would prefer the other way around, but fine. Oh, wait, what? You want porn based on a video game? Yeah. Make more sense, yeah. isn't it? I, yeah, legit. Yeah. I bet, I, bet you, I bet you 9 out of 10 times the uh, the porn based on game is going to be better than the game based on porn. I mean... <laughs> mm. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's fair. So, um, yeah. We we find a way of of, of sort of seeing how close to the line we can get for these warm-ups, and I think we've hit pretty close this week. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say that we're pretty much warmed up and ready to go. <laughs> I, I, um, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, between yeah, between what we just discussed, that was the worst way I could segue into this, isn't it? But uh, sure yeah, was. no, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let's let's get on with it. It's and now for something completely time. different. <laughs> yeah, yep, definitely. What's been played? What's been played? So, Ooh. Darius, you've not been around for a bit. I've been not sunning, been around. Sunning it off in the windiest parts of Scotland. It wasn't windy. It was nice. nice. Actually, it was warm. I mean, I guess 20% cloud cover is actually considered a good day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, but, no, uh, I, I did catch some sun. I did. Oh, sweet. So, was, however... I was in Scotland. I've never been there. However, still, most of the times I was spending inside the buildings. Oh. Because... Classic. Classic convention traveller. Go to all the nice places, and then when someone can ask you, oh, how was the place? Oh, I don't know. I was in a building. Well, I spent... No, literally, I spent the whole Friday around Glasgow. Yeah. So first thing first, I get there, I put my uh, luggage in the storing thing in the train station. Mm-hmm. And then I went on a bike. <gasps> I literally, I, I rent a bike. Like, you know, the, bike. The, the city city bike. Yeah. And Very I cool. just, and I just start riding it, cycling around Glasgow for like two, three hours. Mm. Because I, the point was, Rent it, go from A to B, from B to C, so that I can visit more, isn't it? Yeah. That kind of backfired when I started riding it, because it was so nice, good weather, good cycling path, nice parks. So from one park, I just get straight away into another one, and then another one, and then another one, and then I, after three hours, I decided, right, that's enough of riding. <laughs> yeah. So literally, I just ride. Along the along the parks, mm-hmm. and oh, then I visit, that. and then I went to visit um, lighthouse, some museums, um, um, burgers place called uh, Megan's Bum. Okay, did you say Megan's Bum? <laughs> it's literally a uh, that's an episode title. That's uh, <laughs> can be. Um, Welcome to Megan's Bum. How can I take your order? It's it's literally a bar called in Glasgow in the middle Maybe of it. Maybe that's why that porn out came up. Because you were at <laughs> Megan's Bum. Oh, man. Well, so, the, so it's a bar, yeah. The burger was delicious. But anyway, that's nothing close to what I've been playing since forever, since, basically. Uh, yeah, since the last three weeks you've been around. Uh, yeah, well... Well, obviously, when I was traveling, I had my phone with me. Yes. So I was As you do. Most of the times, anyway. Uh, so, apart from watching porn, that was already covered. <laughs> <laughs> I was pre- playing Ghost Paul. Ghost Paul? Ghost Paul. Oh, Ghost oh, right. Paul? Ghost Paul. Okay, then. And, and what is that, pray tell? Um... Puzzle game. Okay. Puzzle game. Okay. Puzzle game. Literally a puzzle game. At the moment, you have only one town in which you can visit, uh, and then you have like a puzzles to to solve. Uh, for example, there is a small game of Sudoku, and you have to connect the pie. Uh, and the main mission is that there was a robbery mm-hmm. in, in I think in the bank or something, and you have to find. Who did it? Who did so you it? Just, so you're basically like clicking on those small little funny people. They're giving you some clues. 
which involves then solving some task for them. For example, one task was, um, please find a card around the map. So you're zooming in, you're scrolling through the whole map, you're opening every single door you can, every single window which you can, and you're pressing also, you're tapping, sorry, not pressing, tapping on bush and trees, mm -hmm. and if you're lucky, you might find a cut. So that's right. something simple and, well, it's make your brain work because you have to think sometimes. Okay. And well, it's good when uh, a game makes you think sometimes. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that bad thing, isn't it? No, definitely not. Well, and I was playing Wizards Unite. Oh, you've ended up in the Niantic Harry Potter-themed mobile games and all, eh? Yeah. Niantic, so it's, so it's literally up. Pokemon in that... new being rescued. Yes, that is the, the one and the same there, Duncan. So, yeah. Well, it's I do kind of like the mechanics of drawing the spells. Mm. It kind of reminds me of the first Harry Potter games where you have to, using your mouse, draw the spells on your screen. Yeah, so instead of instead of like constantly circling a Pokeball and throwing it at and having... Yes, you have, you have a pattern which you have to follow with your finger. The faster Speed and accuracy. The is faster, needed. yes. The faster you do it, and the closer to them, you know, to the actual path of the symbol you do it, the kind of the more powerful your your spell is. Mm. And yeah, yeah well, yeah. It's definitely. It's, after a while, a while it's just getting boring to be honest. Like like Pokemon's, it's still like yeah, you, I can play it for two weeks. And after that, I'm like, oh, no, I can't be asked anymore. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the fact that it had unique animations. Every confoundable, as they call them in this. Yes, every confoundable. Each animation have, is unique. Yes, and also they have at least one or two different animations. Mm. So, there, yeah, there is a quite a lot of animation. There is quite a lot of engagement. It's not, have more engagement to the player than Pokemon's. Mm. Because if, when you're battling someone, you have to draw more things, uh, yeah. symbols. So uh, it's yeah, like like you said, it is a lot more interactive than Pokemon yes, Go would be. Definitely. However, I'd be I'd be with you on that. Once you've seen a few, you've, you've seen, seen them all, all of much. it. The only the only kind of like interesting mechanics at the moment are raids, mm. which you can do solo or in a group. Yeah, so this idea of like you can. Because it's not just poker stops in this. No. You've got inns, you've got greenhouses, and you've got like a wizarding well, tower. Well, inns, inns and it... greenhouses are almost the same thing. Yeah. Because you still so... replenish your energy by visiting any of them. Mm. However, the greenhouses are giving you like more shit to yeah. brew potions. And after a while you brew every single potion and you're stuck with potions. <laughs> and they're not as rare or powerful as you want them to be. Mm. No, true. But, you know, if they, I guess if they improve on it a little bit, which oh, is romantic, yeah. they will do. Well, what, what I would like to say is more like even the, the, the those Pokemon game, the Pokemon Go, mm. put some story to it. Like, yeah. like, literally, some interesting story. There is a story in that Wizarding, Wizards Unite. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a batshit crazy story that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. But they could make it something a little bit more interesting. 
Yeah. Even even though it does mean like you can progress only one a little bit every week, but if you make it interesting, then yes, that will make players come back to the game every single day, do something to get through the story. Mm. So especially if let's say they would set it up like yeah two days two days day in Harry Potter world as it is I think and mm. have and have more like engagement to the main characters of it so what's what's what Harry is doing what Hermione is doing what Voldemort is doing I know he's dead probably but still you get the picture <laughs> Voldemort yeah what's what's Voldemort up to these days I know he died but like. What's he? What's he doing? The pile of ash. Yeah, pile of ash next he got, to he the got ash in, of his. Uh, he got stuck snake. up some ten-year-old kid's nose, you know. So yeah, they could throw some more interesting story to it. That's my my. That's my point. Yeah, fair enough. All right, cool. So, we've had the mobile game front attacked this week, Duncan. Well, uh, if Darius is going mobile, I'm going textile. I played nice. a card game this week and over the last couple of weeks. Sweet. What uh, card game it, be it? Well, it's uh it's a card game that I never really thought could exist, but it does. Uh it's the Dragon Ball Z card game. Oh my god. The Dragon Ball Z card game. Yeah, yeah, it's a trading card game. Uh Shit. apparently it's a thing. Um so my friend Jacob uh can't stay focused on anything ever. Oh yes. Uh, I, I legitimately think he has an actual medical problem that he just refuses to acknowledge. Um, but that's not here, here or there. The point is, you know, he's my guy who played. You know, I played Yu-Gi-Oh with him a long time ago. He tried to play Pokemon with me. He tried to play Magic with me. He got me into HeroClix, which I currently play. And mm-hmm. now he's off doing all kinds of other card games and collectibles. He's doing. He's making his. Uh, he's making a Star Wars themed. Uh, tabletop D&D style campaign he, he, he has problems but yeah <laughs> the, the the most recent thing he's done uh, he's got me into this Dragon Ball Z slash Dragon Ball Super trading card game uh, I made it clear to him up front uh, I have zero interest in purchasing any cards for this game or actually mm. spending any money on it whatsoever because I have no money. I am poor. We, we, we talked about this before we started recording. Yep, the the story of wanting a room and a double monitor setup. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Uh, so he told me it's like oh, no problem. I'll just I'll buy all the cards and you can uh, just play with the ones that I give you. So oh, I, that, I, that'll work well. Yeah, so I've I've played two complete games with him so far. I played I played one deck that was themed around the androids. Uh, mm-hmm. The androids from uh, the the mid arc of uh, Dragon Ball Z, as well as the androids from the movie uh, Super Android Thirteen. Yeah. Um. So it's a deck based around that. Um. It took like an hour and a half to learn how to play the game. Okay. So it's a relatively. I mean, was that were you, were you doing that in a step by step way, or was that just to sort of get your head around the rules of it? I was just sort of getting my heads around the rules and, you know, just kind of... It was a little bit step-by-step. Um, but, but yeah, so basically it's like the card game sort of combines and hybridizes a series of familiar elements from different t- existing trading card games. Uh, yep. So you have the uh, the energy system 
uh, I'm not sure if this was the first game to use it to do it this way, um, but I know that the Naruto trading card game had a system where your energy was basically just like whatever cards you want. Like any card that you weren't using in your deck, you could use as your energy. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Uh, so there's no like mountains or energy cards like in Magic and Pokemon, respectively. Mm. Um, sorry. I oh, know, so I was saying, this, I think it's actually a bit different. I don't remember anything like that, because I know there have been sort of like, you know, the Yu-Gi-Oh take on it, which was, uh, you know, a high-level creature would, or a high-level monster would need to sacrifice cards leading up to that sort of thing, but nothing yeah. where it was just and, like and, the energy until, was purely... Uh, until it got to a certain point where you could just, where just everything went batshit crazy and there were few yeah. requirements to do anything. Uh, but Yu-Gi-Oh! is a broken game. We're not here to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! No, um, we're, we're talking about DBT. Yeah, so yeah, any card can be an energy card. There is no hand limit size. Okay. Um, combat takes place either between the enemy leader or uh, an enemy unit that is attacked. You can choose either as a, as a valid target. Sure. So it's, not, so it's not like magic where you're always attacking the enemy leader and you your opponent just chooses ho- who's blocking. Uh, mm. what else? What else is worth talking about? Oh god. Oh yeah, your life is represented by eight cards that you take off the top of your deck at the beginning of the game. Uh, right. generally speaking, any anytime you take any amount of damage, whether it's, you know, 5,000 damage or 5 billion damage, 5,000 is like a small amount in this game. Everything's kind of done in thousands. Right, okay. So if you take 5,000 damage or if you take 50,000 damage, it doesn't matter. Generally, you just take one damage of life. Some characters can hit you twice in a single attack, and if you run out of eight, if you run out of your eight life, you lose the game instantly. Right. Okay. But when you, whenever you lose a life, whenever you take damage, you pick up one life card and add it to your hand, and then that's part of your deck again. Ah. So it's like there's some strategic strategy to allowing yourself to take some damage in the early game, uh, and you know your hero card usually has two states. One is this normal state, and one is this awakened state, where you can only, usually you can only awaken your character when you have four or less life, and then they get bonus abilities and stuff. Yeah. So it's like there's a certain st- strategy to you know allowing yourself to sort of get whittled down a bit before you go all out. But yeah, it's like hand sizes can get pretty big, and resource management is a really crucial part of it, like it is with any card game. But it's especially a big deal in Dragon Ball. Because yeah. you have just such a vast quantity of resources. Like, there's a ton of drawing, there's a ton of adding cards and searching for cards and summoning cards from your hand and your deck. It's a very fast-paced game, generally, if you know how the game works. If you're not reading every single card, which I am, obviously, so everything goes very slow for me. Mm. So and It's all uh, about getting the information. Yeah, once you've got the information down, I imagine it's a very fast game. Where the board states change quite rapidly. Yeah, but yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's 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 interesting. I have managed to beat Jacob in both games so far. The second game I played, I I don't even know what this team is. I I don't know what it's based on. I think it might be based on like Xenomorph villains or something. I don't recognize <laughs> any of the characters in the deck that I used, but I still managed to beat Jacob in both games. But yeah, it's a it's an interesting card game, I guess. I have no idea how balanced it is because I've only played two games and I've only experienced two different decks. I mean, I've played—I guess I've experienced four technically. You know. Yeah, th- those that you faced as well as the ones that you've used. 
but yeah, it's uh, it's all right, I guess. I would like again. I wouldn't like go out and buy it because just I, I'm in a situation where I'm very poor. But you know, if you like card games, if you like Dragon Ball Z, I think it's enjoyable enough that you know, you'd get a kick out of it. So let's say if you have like I don't know fifty, fifty um fifty Canadian dollars or hundred, uh, would you buy it? If I had just had, I mean, if I had a hundred Canadian dollars, I'd probably spend it on something else. I'd probably, you know. I mean, like uh, terms in terms of the games, would you prefer to buy this one or something completely di- on a different game? Uh if I had fifty, if I had a hundred dollars to spend on just games, what would I spend it on? Um. I don't know. I'm kind of maxed out on hero clicks. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I might. I might. I might give it a try. You might. I mean, out, of, out of the card games he showed me, it's the one I find most interesting. I guess. So okay. I guess. I guess I. Uh, you could. Pro- I mean, I don't know how expensive it is to build a, a competitive Yu or competitive Dragon Ball Z deck. So you know, a hundred dollars might get you started at least. Yeah. Yeah. You know how these trading card games go. Their decks can rack oh, up it, can. a lot when. Uh, we are really competitive with it. They can be money sinks. Oh, Believe I me. I spent quite a lot on my Magic the Gathering back in the day. It's yeah, like, I was about to say yeah, it's not as an old Magic can, player. I, I know Magic spent can go small fortune or in, even more. I spent a small fortune in a short period of time. That's why Arena's the way to go. Control your spending, but you can always play it for free as well. So that's, uh, that's an idea, but... Uh, yeah, no, that was cool. So we've got mobiles and trading card games. And I've gone back What's into... What's Ryan have for us? Come on, Ryan. So Ryan's in, the world, Ryan's in the world of MMOs again. Oh, oh no. I'm switching off. Ah, 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 not World of Warcraft. Still, I'm switching off. Okay, bye, Darius. That was Darius, everyone. Uh, no, I'm in uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh, yes, I did see okay. that pop up. And it's funny, it's funny Darius had that reaction... Because when I saw the, the first time I saw Ryan's name pop up on Steam with the Final Fantasy fourteen underneath it, I was like, "Oh, Ryan, yeah. what have you done?" And what what he's done is decided he's decided to get back into sort of an MMO, but wanted to try something a little different. So uh, yeah, um, good old Final Fantasy fourteen, a Realm Reborn, Shadowbringers, all other expansion types in one go. Um, so the history of this, remember, is uh, a few years back, Final Fantasy XIV was announced at an E3, and it got some nice, like, oh, right, cool, pre-rendered cutscenes, we've got no idea what the gameplay's like. The game came out, it was, um, what's the what's the most generous way of saying this? Hot fucking garbage. Ah. And within two months, it was shuttered, with Square Enix saying, we apologise for this, give us some time, we're going to work on this. And they rebuilt the entire game from the ground up. I think for the starters, it had re- it was a really demanding game. Mm. It was yeah. literally bailed for like two in two years in advance, let's say. Yeah, but yeah, they rebuilt it from the ground up and they brought it out as a realm reborn. They changed the story, the location, the character classes. They pretty much changed everything. It was almost like this was their backup plan that they didn't want to use. An MMO so. reborn. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I like how it starts off. You st- you can choose any character class you want, or sorry, any sort of character race, the class. You can customize them. S- the same old standard MMO fare. Can I be but, a Moogle Gunner? 
<laughs> yeah, you see, I've chosen. Oh, I've got with the Hofgar, I think they're called. They're like 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 cat people, or sort of more lion people rather than cat people. Um, and he's a gladiator. And don't tell Matt, he's uh, gladiators are um, the tanks. I accidentally rolled a tank. It doesn't tell you what class. It doesn't tell you what type of class it is until you actually roll the character. Does, so uh, I got. Does 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 Matt not approve of such things? No, 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 no. Matt thinks because now Matt, Matt would be on the idea that I refuse to play tanks in MMOs a lot of the time. <laughs> but I can... don't like I don't like a party's dependence to be on me making sure they don't get hurt. But you can still, I think, lead the character and set up the new one. I could, but I was already ten levels in, and I don't need to because this is the clever thing with Final Fantasy. People might consider it a problem. I actually consider it innovative. Your gladiator is your primary class. So the character that you roll is your primary class. Once you hit a certain point, you can switch to any other class as a a thing. Your weapon determines the class that you use. So a gladiator would use like a long one-handed sword. But... As a, as a side project, once I actually get some levels in the Gladiator, I'm becoming a pugilist, which means they generally unarmed combat. So they've got, like, basically brass knuckles. So the moment you put the brass knuckles on the character, boom, you're a pugilist. I wish, I, was, I wish it was like that in real life, you know? It's just like, you know what, I've decided I don't feel like being a nerd today. I'm just going to put on a football helmet and bam, now I'm a jock. Yeah. I know, I know, right? But um, it's it's the same with professions as well because the way it works is that the the characters that you roll will fall under two classes: disciples of war, which are your melee focused and tank focused characters, and then disciples of magic, which is um, obvious. So that's, that's, it's more your healers and your your spellcasters. For those that didn't know that it was obvious, um, but then you also have disciples of the hand which are crafters, and mm. disciples of the land, which are gatherers. See how it works? Disciples but, of the land. Yeah. But the way that works is every class and every profession has its own leveling bar. And so, so you, you uh, so level the, them independently. So the more of each you other. think it, the, the quicker you level it up. Um, in, a, in a sort of sense, the way that it was explained in the game was, I have a, a gladiator, let's say... For argument's sake, I get him to level 70. Yeah. And then I decide I want to level up my pugilist a little bit. The higher the level of your main class, or the greater the difference between the main class and the class you're wanting to level, the faster it levels up. Right. So, yeah, so say I decide I want to be the pugilist. I've got him there, he's at level 4 at the moment. So, it means I'd start fighting a few mobs, and I would get a ridiculous experience bonus for using them. The closer I get to 70. So... That sort of works. And then uh, that way you can then, rather than having to roll a bunch of new primary characters, you can sort of, you know, level what you want when you want. You can sort of take it at your own pace and enjoy it how you want. There's a main story that does go ahead based on your primary level. And there are other sort of ways that can be done to, to move on there. But the other feature that I like at it is that the problem that with having multiple classes is there's multiple armor sets. Only certain classes can use certain armors and certain weapons and so on and so forth. And that can clutter up your bag space. 
Okay. Clever thing in this is the game has its own unique bag called the armory chest that's separate from your main inventory and can be accessed anywhere. So the moment that you equip your weapon, you change classes. Of course, yeah, it'll unequip all the incompatible armor gears, but you can all it'll all be stored in that chest for you to just pick up and use whenever without you know being stuck there with all your your your, your stuff. So I kind of enjoy that. Story-wise, it's good old classic magical fantasy with with technology fair that Final Fantasy is known for. Um, I'm currently in my starter area at the moment where I'm in some sort of like uh, Middle Eastern analog fantasy affair with sultans and and warring tribes and a shady criminal syndicate controlling the city that they think is controlled by the royal family. So you know, standard fare, but I'm I'm enjoying it. I've got to like 22 on my gladiator now. I've not managed to hit my first dungeon yet because I'm learning how to be a good tank for the purpose of this game because I'm not going to be a tank anywhere else. Don't think about it. But uh, yeah, I think I'll be playing more of it for a little bit. That sounds like fun. I think it's it's kind of interesting that you can be like, you know, instead of like in World of Warcraft, you have like, you know, you either have to like completely change your character or just have like six different characters mm. who are all different classes and serve different functions is like oh we need a we really need a, a hunter for dps but i'm playing a healer paladin i'm like oh okay i guess i'll just log into my other character but in this game it's just like oh just let me do a quick change of clothes and i'm good to go yeah yeah i, I like that it'd be yeah it's like all oh, right i'm here with my gladiator now we've already got a tank oh thank fuck for that right let me equip the bow Perfect. and done yeah so so uh, so in, in sorry go on that's convenient yeah Definitely. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll maybe give it some more. Maybe I'll uh, talk about it again in another week. So, basically, you're paying, like, 50 quid every six months. Maybe, but that's no more than... It's no more. In fact, it's eight nine, the subscription is eight ninety nine a month. It's cheaper than the other big subscribing game out there. Well, seven six nine if you buy the whole six, six months thing. Yeah, if you if you buy a six month thing, um, it plays the old classic, like with WoW. The more you buy in bulk, the cheaper it is per month. Oh yeah. But but you can also you can also do it that you can just buy it in blocks of thirty days. So you rather than even having a recurring subscription, you can choose to just buy thirty days of game time. Yeah. And it'll just expire after that. So, it's you know decent Square Enix subscription. It looks gorgeous. As a Final Fantasy game does, um, they do tend to do that. Yeah, that is is part of what Final Fantasy is, isn't it? Very, very pretty, shiny, sparkly stuff. Yes. The end. The engine is fine. Um, they always yeah, tend to make it looks great, isn't it? And a game, yeah. and a game which Square Enix is doing is awesome. And it's that's um, how they do. Yeah, it's not too hectic in terms of the gameplay as well, because I know there's that thing that wow is very pinpoint accuracy and sort of positioning and movement and stuff. So far, <coughs> so far it's not that much in terms of hectic. It's simple. When an enemy lines up a major attack, you see the the area that it's going to do the attack and you sidestep or prevent the damage in some sort of way. Um, when I actually get around to doing a dungeon, I'll explain more on whether it's actually any more difficult. I mean, I'll actually have to, you know, take care of four other people. But, uh... 
yeah, that's that's for another week. Yeah, um, I uh, I did. I there was a certain point um, for reasons I don't feel like explaining, where I did accidentally add a hundred and thirty dollars onto my Steam account. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, so that's just sitting there now. I have nothing to spend it on. Who knows? Maybe I'll give Final Fantasy XIV a try by, yeah. a, by a month or two and give it a spin. Yeah, no, see see how that goes. Because you can switch data centers to other places as well. Um, so hopefully it isn't as problematic as having to try and sort it out with uh, Battle.net, which is faking that you're in the UK to play in an EU server. All right, but, uh, yeah. But yeah. Right, it is time to move to news. News time. And what are we running at here in terms of timing? 45 minutes. 45? Right. We'll play We'll play quick talks then. Right, first of all, we've been playing a lot of Teamfight Tactics. Darius has been introduced to it very, very uh, recently. Last night. Yeah. And how, how, how is your Teamfight Tactics experience with it so Team- far? Team Tight Tactics. Um, team, team Team Fight Tactics. I there think go. I'm gonna have to download League, League of Legends. Yeah. Yeah, because it looks interesting. It's not like you know the game which you want to play through the whole night. Mm. Uh, but definitely you would like to have a go every now and then on it. Yeah. And yeah, if you can, if we can get the team of how much of it? Oh, eight people is it? That would be great. Uh, yeah, eight the people. Immaterial gamers, yeah, eight people. Yeah, if we can get eight immaterial gamers people to play it, that would be awesome. Mm. However, I already know who will win, but yeah, that's that's the other. Oh yeah. Already know who will win. Who who do you think will win? Steph. No. Think Steph will win. I, I think Steph will win because he he's just playing that game right now, so he's learning a lot. I've uh, uh, I've won four or five games myself. I've won four. Most recently... You won on a uh, recording. Yeah. Okay. So you won enough. on camera. So, it's it's happened. As I was saying, um, like I was saying, during one of the Teamfight Tactics games, I actually feel that I play better under recording than I actually do <laughs> off camera. Sure. Part of that is probably helping, like, like I said, I'm a big um, you know, Twitch streaming watcher. Um, the One of the streams I watch, Benjineering. I've ended up on his streams games and yeah sort of there's something about the pressure of people watching you that sort of I know for some people they crumble for me it seems like I thrive just to, just as a sort of a way of like sort of learning how to play better and sort of playing with everyone on immaterial games it's just that's that's just its own reward as well of sort of enjoying it with friends and not I, having I can to worry about say, it as well I can honestly say I underperform dreadfully when I'm on camera. I don't think I've had any noteworthy appearances in... uh, I think I got a bronze. I got a third place in, like, one of our early ones. But, like, I just... I suck balls Mm. when I I play on recording. But then I go off and I'm like, okay, yeah, sometimes I'll finish last, but sometimes I'll get, like, first and second and first and second, and it's just like, wow. Maybe I do know how to play this game. Sort of yeah, sort of learning while doing though is is definitely the way to sort of play. Sort of the the key thing is like with any auto battler is just work with your synergies. Yeah. Don't just buy random hodgepodges of characters. And try don't, and focus. And on don't something. try to force a composition. You know, don't don't try and make your team become the thing that you wanted to play before you started playing. You know, mm-hmm. 
the truth of the fact is you're going to get offered stuff that is totally not related to what you were planning on building or what you wanted to build, but you got to go with it and make it work. Yeah. I think there was, there was one game where I had a... I was starting to try and go for a Void Brawler setup, and a round in, it just was not going to work, and I took the biggest risk and changed to a Ninja setup. Yeah, that's that's a tough one to do. Which is is there? So I was actually surprised that I won that one. So yeah, it was it was a you know it was yeah, a big well, thing. It's but... one of the games which you have to adapt for what you can build. You cannot like plan from the start. Well, you can still plan from the start what you want, but yeah, you have to have always like a B and C plans for for it. Oh yeah, definitely. And I feel that's that that like like I was saying to to D a couple of weeks back when we first talked about Teamfight Tactics, is that it plays like any other Battle Royale game, where everything is random and you have to try and control that in some sort of way, because you're not going to get everything you want straight yeah. off the bat. So, but yeah, no, it's, it's cool. And part of that, you know, is saying, you know, improving and being under pressure and doing stuff. There's uh, some tidbits that come out that are... That the ranked version of Teamfight Tactics is due to come out soon. So, um, yeah, it was a very just quick news piece that had come up from uh, Inven Global, the esports company, and their website, talking about how they were going to do ranked in Teamfight Tactics considering its unique challenges. One being that people can party up and just join into a match, yet inherently it's a free-for-all game. Hmm. You can't just do what you do on any MOBA and just give all the points to the winners and negative points to the losers because there are eight different sides instead of just the two that they normally have to deal with. Yeah. So it was just um you know it was just a bit of different functioning um basically saying that you know they're gonna change it between getting a massive LP gain or league points um for finishing first and you'll gain a, you'll lose a massive amount if you hit eighth and then sort of just spreading them out in between. That makes sense. Um, they state that they're doing no promotion series in Teamfight Tactics because, I mean, again, different to a MOBA, you can't guarantee that you're going to win three matches in a row to, to move up to the next series. Um, but, you know, they're saying that because there's no promotion series, there's no protection, so it'll be easier to be demoted. Um and then they're just saying the same rankings are going to move up and down a lot more, so you'll feel that there's a lot more progress being gained or lost during it, as well. And uh, in other words, it's going to be more dynamic, isn't it? Yeah. And though what they have stated though is this particular one that I want to read out: pre-made ranked restrictions are a bit different for teamfight tactics. You can queue with up to five friends if you're all gold or lower. If anyone mm. is platinum or above, you'll only be able to queue up as three. So, in our situations where there is usually four or five of us, at early ranks, we'll be able to play together because it's not going to influence the gameplay as much. What they're cleverly designing is that sort of at the higher tiers, platinum, champ, uh, challenger, champion, they need to remove that sort of teamwork out of the game for mm. the higher ranks. And it makes sense. It does. You, you know, you're all supposed to be there... Because the friends in, in, can, in like, a game where be only... there doing nothing while you just kill them, you know what I mean? And yeah. get and go up the ranks. Mm, yeah, 
I mean, that's the thing, yeah, inherently it is an every-man-for-themselves game. So why, you know... I mean, the whole point... The way I would see sort of queuing up together on that is that just that you are just wanting to play together, but you're all out to win. Yeah, it's like when you play, you know, when you're having so many people together, there's also the fact that it's just you're kind of working against your own interests when you're playing with friends at that rank. It's like when you have a lot to lose... You know, playing with friends, you know, it's like, you, you know, if you come in last place in a group of eight, you know, with eight friends, it's like, oh, that, that kind of sucks. I, I didn't really expect to lose all these ranks playing with a, playing a fun game with a bunch of friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we'll see see how it's interesting. And certainly, I'm sort of, I mean, for us, with us doing the Team Fight Thursdays, I'm wondering, certainly, no, is the answer to what I was about to say. It's like... Would it be a consideration that we would try and go up ranked in Team Fight Thursdays? I think that would be something we would need to discuss, but I feel it would sort of lose the whole idea of Team Fight Thursdays being the fun games. I'm absolutely going to be playing Team Fight ranked, but I think uh, as far as Team Fight Thursdays, it'll probably just be uh, casual games for me. I, you know, it's yeah. keep it a less competitive environment. You know, make it more enjoyable for us and possibly more entertaining for the audience. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not just to say individual people, if they want to do something that does show them gulp it, that they can do it, just just as a just as an idea. I feel, yeah, just based on this, like, two-minute discussion we just had here, Team Fight Thursdays will be entirely kept as a fun experience. I mean, yeah, I mean, we'd be looking to try and get to a point where we can get, like Darius said, eight people and doing sort of maybe a big blow-off episode with that with just yeah, was determining who is the. I hesitate to say best, but you know, in in awesome, in the awesome fun environment, best. yeah, yeah, that that'll work. So now that we've had that talk about ranked and and playing together as a group, it's time to work back onto the single player aspect of of our lives. Yeah, with this Euro game. Unfortunately, both of these uh, next articles really, I, they're all they both they both concern games I don't play so. Yeah. Don't know much I'll have to say about it. I I I know what you mean, but it's 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 something we can try and quickly sort of discuss before we get to the wrap up of this. Then anyway, so the idea of this is, I mean, Division Two has been out for quite some time. Six months now, wasn't it? Something like that. It was March, wasn't it? So no, okay, just shy of four months. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. Yeah, and six did, months. Uh, oh wait, no, about half of that actually. Yeah, my fault. I apologise. Corrections and clarifications will happen next week. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and it's, a, you know, Division 2, marketed as a shared world shooter, or MMO. Um, it's not, it's a shared world shooter. Um, you and your mates, you know, can go and reclaim Washington, D.C. back as a, as a part of your people. But what if there's a spin-off to the Division game that was single-player? And so that was a that was a question brought up by one of the developers from uh, Traveller's Tales games, the guys who do Lego, all the Lego games, where someone brought up the question of, I'd love the idea of a single-player narratives-driven spin-off of the Division game, focusing on an agent trying to get home to their family after being sent to New York City during the shade blackout from the fall of DC. And he um, posted that to Julian... Garrity from 
I assume they are a member of... Oh, yeah, the creative director of Division 2. There we go. I was just wondering. I saw the rank somewhere. So, uh, yeah. And he brought one word question that said, Thoughts? So there's this sort of idea that while it's not on the cards, it is a legitimate thought that Ubisoft or Massive may look at just a smaller scale division game purely for playing on your own. Now, allow me to bring my thought on this immediately. Apart from like the odd join-up with, with Steph and Darius and Matt and Chris and Adam as well, you know, when they've, when they've been around, I played Division on my own already. Yep, same here. Especially the first and one. Ma- yeah. And matchmaking and party, uh, party play is, unfortunately, for as good as the game is, limited. Mainly because it's spread too thin, if I was to say anything. Every mission has its own matchmaking queue for every difficulty, for every world tier, of which there are six. If you, you know, have standard, and then the world tier is one to five, and then when a new expansion comes out, a sixth. So matchmaking's already there. So it was already a case that you were sort of playing on your own a lot anyway. Does it really... Will will having a single-player spin-off change Well, that? it doesn't really need a single-player change. However, they could add some, like, more story to the actual game which we're having right now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and still be... And if I could play that story-driven campaign as on, let's say, some sort of DLC, and I could still play it with, with friends, with you guys. Yeah. Uh, that's something that I would definitely throw my money on. So not a, mm. on, not on a full blast spin-off of the game for another 50 quid, but yeah. unlike reasonable prices, the price at DLC, yes, why not? Because mm. I do love the first one, I really do, especially the story. Second one, mm. I feel like the story is flat. There is yeah, no, I mean, there is, it's not as, I don't enjoy the story as back then. Mm. So I, I mean, would, if they could make it better, the story, even if I have to throw some extra money, yes. Mm. I mean, I guess on that, the, at least with Ubisoft, they've decided to do. I mean, it's actually interesting how they've done this. I wouldn't say it's better, but. They are fleshing out the story with the year one expansions. Expeditions is the the big one. They're adding new story mission content that's going to appear Mm. after. The story's not complete yet, and they've they've stated that. I mean, it's interesting that they have added this year one pass that grants people extra stuff without necessarily locking people out of content. Um, it's not on an expansion system that says, all right, you've got to purchase the year one pass to actually play the expeditions and all that stuff. That's content's being released as part of the free schedule. So, you know, that's that's the sort of the interesting bit. But I don't know. Like I say, I feel I've already been railroaded into a single player experience given that it's the classic you are the sole surviving agent, except there's eight million agents like you are all the sole surviving agent. Yeah. You know, I guess that's sort of the problem. That's that's the problem inherent with all MMOs. But, yeah, I don't know about a, a single-player story experience that isn't what we've already experienced in not just The Division, but other games like it. Destiny is the, the other big example. So, I don't know. I, I guess what the, the person that was saying on this, though, is it was a more, you know, a sort of Division 
game where it was more of a character-driven experience. Maybe. But I think that's then also the Division 2 or the Division film that's coming out. That's going to be a character-driven experience. I, I don't, I don't want to sort of keep going on because it feels like I'm rambling at that point, but... Eh. We'll see. Yeah. We will so. see. They will have to present it to us to judge the whole idea, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. It's not crap idea. It's not good idea. It's somewhere in between at the moment. We would have to see what they came up with. Yeah, definitely. So uh, yeah, last week before we uh, before we wrap things up, it was a very quick one. IGN Steph had posted a Facebook po- a post of it. I just decided to find the actual IGN post because it's tiny. But uh, yeah, it 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 was only going to be a matter of time before it was done. Based on the Keanu Reeves being in Cyberpunk as Johnny Silverhand, someone had to mod Metal Gear Solid Five. Yay! So it had, so it had <laughs> Keanu Reeves in that. Oh, I've I've seen that, and also I think they modified another game. I don't remember which one. Mm. Uh, shite. Um, can't find it now. But yeah, there is another one mod uh, for another game where you can play as him. You can play. Yeah. One, in one game you can play as John Wick, in another game you can play as the guy from Cyberpunk. <laughs> typical. Very typical. But uh, yeah, we just thought it was something we wanted to bring up, because, you know, it made sense, I guess, considering the big boss in that game. Or the snake. He was not snake. He wasn't snake. Spoilers. Um, He wasn't even big boss. Anyway... Yeah, just because he had the cyborg hand in it, it made sense to to put him in there. So, you know, something a little bit funny for the end of this podcast. But it sounds like we're rushing, but it's not. Honest, we've been going for ages. It's time we wrap this up because we've got all things right. to do on our on our Sunday. So, first of all, if you liked what you heard in your ear holes, please do the liking, the sharing, the subscribing the clicking the thumbs up, the commentating, the engaging in every possible way, shape or form, or the sharing of stuff that could be done for people in every possible form. And, uh, yeah, as uh, we've also explained, I've just noticed that we've just got a chat in the thing. No, Steph. No, Steph, not yet. Stefan's here producing the podcast like two seconds away. <laughs> so... We bring up onto the schedule, which, like I say, we're now starting from the Tuesdays because it makes sense because that's when the podcast comes out. So today, the podcast, ta-da, every other Wednesday, asterisk, Shattered Reflections. Yeah, big asterisk. That asterisk is getting bigger every week. It's been, the, the schedule's been poor. We'll discuss it. I mean, we're the three hosts of Shattered Reflections. We will discuss it and organize something. Like well, I have, yeah. I've already placed... My availability already, but uh, we'll 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 see we'll see how we go. We'll get something sorted. Thursdays, team fight Thursdays. Duh. Fridays is the war table, and Steve's still there in XCOM. He's still, he's still living. Just Saturdays, play sessions, or something immaterially different, or an immaterial take on one of them. Like recently, we've had an immaterial take on. Uh, a normal lost phone. We finally got it out. Finally. It's only a Her- month late. Yeah. Hey, once 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 it was figured what needed to be done and once I actually got round to do to doing the editing part of it, 
we've got it. Um, it does bring up a question, maybe for, for Duncan and Andrea on that. Is it possible that you'll look at the other Lost Phone game? There's another Lost Phone? That is exactly the name of the game. It's called uh. Another Lost Phone. Uh, uh, I guess, I mean, we'll see. I haven't, I never heard of it, so uh, I guess yeah. I'll have to talk to my sister about it or whatever. Yeah, no, it was just, it was just while getting the, sort of the Twitter handle sorted, while um, getting the, the social post set up, I saw the accidental Queen's Twitter account, and it said that they are the makers of um, a normal lost phone and another lost phone. Um, so, you know, we'll see, we'll see. Maybe see how that goes. Uh, Sundays. Sibling rivalry. Asterisk. Um, With an asterisk in that as well. So I, Darius, Darius is back. So I'm back. Uh, so, you know, it's possible that will that'll be coming out soon. Again. And then uh, Mondays is going rogue. Which I'm really enjoying Hades at the moment. I don't want to spoil anything. But things are getting interesting with the amount of attempts I've got left. And the progress that's been made. So, uh, yeah, keep looking forward to that. And then, uh, Dual Play will be arriving at some point. And there's other stuff that we, we've got ideas that we want, you know. That will come in due time. Indeed. So, uh, yeah. All that's left to say is uh, thank you, Duncan, and thank you, Darius. That's no nice problem at all. And also thank you, Stefan, for your mental amount of emojis that are now in the Discord chat. Absolutely crucial to the podcast. We would never be able to get it done without him. Yeah, yep. Whether he's here in person or here in spirit, he's just a vital part of the team. Oh, his head's going to be so large he's not going to be able to leave work. That's fine. Leave him there for a couple days. It'll help him. (laughs) And uh, all that's left to say at that point then is... Until next week. I already please. said that he's important to the team, no matter whether he's here or not. I mean, yeah, that is, that is true. But uh, yeah, for God's sake, please kill each other. Nope, damn it, damn it. Don't yeah, kill don't each kill other. Don't kill each other. Don't kill each other. Try to Jesus. save each other. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and also visit uh, Megan's bum. I hear they have good burgers. <laughs> yep, yep. That was a good crack, right? See you next week. See you, see you. See you later. Bye-bye.